Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, welcome back. Okay, this week we're talking about ring nerves, which of course on this podcast we've talked about numerous times before. So if this is your topic, go back and uh, listen to some other episodes and I will put those in the show notes with a bunch of other good stuff. Um, But we're going to talk about um, ring nerves, the hacks, okay? Because I know everybody's attention span. I didn't just like fall off the turnip truck, as my mother would say. I know that everybody wants like the quick fix. Like, tell me the one thing that it will fix my ring nerves, or I just don't want to be nervous. I just want to be less nervous, and yada yada yada. And everybody wants the quick fix. So I'm going to give you some quick fixes today, okay? Um, so listen up, take notes. Don't if you're driving. Most of you are driving somewhere fabulous, but. Um, don't write while you drive. Just listen to it again later. But let's talk about first, what are ring nerves? Okay, because sorry, but we have to talk about what they are in order to fix them or in order for any of these delicious hacks to work. So ring nerves are you caring a lot, (laughs) perhaps too much, but you caring a lot about the outcome. Okay, because if you were just when you run in class, or if you run at home, there's no outcome right? There's no like, you know, nobody's going to give you a ribbon if you practice really well, or, you know, nobody's going to, you know, make fun of you if you practice really poorly, right? There's nothing quote on the line, if you will. Yet when we're in a trial, oh my God, there's this like super expensive green ribbon on the line, obviously expensive. I'm being facetious, but um, there's something on the line. There's an outcome on the line. There's something that you want. You're there you're walking into that ring and there's something that you want. Okay. So our ring nerves are rooted in the thing that we want. We're f- because we're afraid of not getting it, right? So in that case, you could liken it to fear of failure. You know, you're you're afraid to fail. You're afraid you won't get the thing, or you're afraid you will embarrass yourself, or you are afraid you won't get the cue or the points or whatever it is that you are there to do. Okay. And then what happens is once we like initiate that, okay. And we set that scene, what we do is we tell our brains that this is something to be afraid of. So our frontal cortex sees the scene. We're like, Oh, agility trial. All right. And if I do this, and if I get these cues and these points, then that means that I'll get this title by this time. And da, 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 da. So your frontal cortex is up there doing math. And it's like, oh, this is going to be hard. I don't know if we can do this because, you know, that one time when the moon was here and the sun was there, this happened and I'm afraid that that's going to happen again. And what if we don't get it? So it starts to create scenarios, right? Because the frontal cortex is amazing at imagination. That's where your imagination lives, right? In the front, which is why other species don't just sit around and imagining catastrophic events quite like humans do, (laughs) 
right? Like we can imagine stuff to go wrong. Like just give us two minutes and we can name you 20 things that might go wrong. Okay. So your frontal cortex says, "Mm, I don't know. I might be concerned. Sends it back to your midbrain. Your midbrain goes, yeah, this is a scary situation and sends it back to the amygdala. Okay. Your amygdala is in charge of all those involuntary things, you know, like breathing and heartbeat. And what it does is it's like, oh, you're, you're worried. You're afraid. You've got this fear of failure. You've got this performance anxiety. Let me do my thing. And some of what the amygdala does is it redirects your blood flow because, you know, fight or flight, you might not need, you might need blood flow going to those big muscles like your legs and your arms because in case you have to fight the bear and it, but the blood flow has to come from somewhere. So it takes it from, I don't know, your brain, your, which is why you can't think clearly or you forget the course or your digestive system, which is why it, you know, you get butterflies or that feeling or also your head and why you give yourself a headache, right? And instead it's like, hey, heart, beat faster. Hey, lungs, start puffing and puffing. You know, legs, here's some more blood flow for you. And by the way, we're going to flood all of this with cortisol and other hormones and just make sure that we are good and ready for fight or flight. Well, as you're thinking of it, you already know that that's a little too much for an agility run, (laughs) right? That's a lot of response for some ring nerves. But your body doesn't know. You told it you were afraid of something, fear of failure, or you were nervous to walk in the ring, or you were afraid you weren't going to get your outcome. And so it does what it does, all right? And then what happens, we start being afraid to be nervous because we don't want to set off this chain of reactions that maybe you understand the chain of reactions, maybe you don't. For me, I find it super helpful to understand the chain of reactions because then I understand how I can intervene. Um, But for most of us, we don't really understand what's happening. We just know that like, God, I got butterflies today or man, I have the biggest, I've had a headache like all day. That's crazy. Mm, But it's not (laughs) crazy, right? It's your body doing what your body's really good at. Okay. So I promised you hacks for ring nerves and I'm going to give those to you, but it is necessary that you understand that this is what's happening. So every time you're afraid you're not going to cue and then you really make yourself nervous and kind of get yourself worked up, this is what your amygdala does for you. It thinks it's helping. (laughs) It's not necessarily always helping, all right? It doesn't help to forget the course because you're not thinking clearly. It doesn't help that you suddenly feel sick to your stomach or have a headache. I once got so excited that I gave myself a migraine. Actually, not once, twice. I did that twice at a national event, gave myself a migraine. It was lovely, as you can imagine. So we want to be able to understand this so that we can intervene. Okay, so the first hack. If you are nervous, if you're really, your ring nerves are really getting the best of you and they seem, you know, they're just getting worse and worse. Make sure that you are setting process goals and you are focused on those process goals, not your outcome goals. I promise you, the more you focus on the outcome, the longer you're going to (laughs) suffer, basically, okay? Because what I like to say about the outcome is the outcome is the car ride home. The outcome is the result. The outcome is in the future. And you don't control the outcome. You know, there are things that you control about your performance, but like if the judge makes a bad call, like, okay, that sucks or picks a different dog or whatever is the case, like that you're not in control of that. So we don't fully control the outcome anyway. So why not just focus on the process goal, the things that we are in 100% control of? 
right? We can control our connection to our dog. We can control that we cue on time or early. We can control that we, you know, really hold our criteria on, you know, contact behavior for agility or start line stays or something like that. We can control our footwork in obedience, right? We can control our preparation and our rituals in the morning. There's a lot of things that we can control that put us in a place to perform at our best, okay? Bonus points if you are also, you know, making sure that you do your meditations and making sure that you eat and drink well while at a trial to put your your mind and body and spirit like all kind of ready to go, you know? Um, So that is one thing. Focus on the process goals, okay? The other thing is when you are really feeling those kind of nervous moments, ask yourself or have a friend ask you if they're good at reading you like that to ask you kind of a, uh, a dumb easy question. <laughs> and what I mean by this hack is that when we are in that fear state, we're not doing the best job of solving complex problems, okay? And so if someone said, hey, what's the square root of whatever, um, even if they said, what's the square root of 64, which is literally the only square root I probably know, and, and I blurt out eight, for that brief second, my frontal cortex had to come back to life right? It had to think for a second. So I've sometimes, you know, being alone at the gate or, you know, three or four dogs out, look down at my socks and ask myself, like, when did I get these socks? Like, how old are these socks? Like, did I buy these when I was with Kim or did I order these online? Like, should I be replacing these socks? Or I really need a different shade of blue because this shade of blue is not really matching. <laughs> so if you've seen me run, you know that that is probably really what I'm thinking. Um, And what that does is that engages your frontal cortex and says, basically, like think of this as a cartoon because I do, hey, we got a question here. We need an answer. We need some thinking. And in that moment, your amygdala redirects blood flow to the front of the brain where you can think. And while it is a dumb, stupid question, your brain has to be engaged and it takes your mind off of freaking out for a second and it redirects blood flow. Like it, it physiologically changes something that is happening in your body for the better. And it redirects that back to the front of your brain where you can think. And then maybe you can form a second better thought, right? Or maybe you can refocus on your process goals because you just totally forgot what they even were for a minute, right? Because you just got so out of it. And then you can choose the next better behavior. Okay, so that's two. And the next better behavior might be my third hack, which is just breathe. It's so simple. You have it with you wherever you go, presumably, (laughs) or we have bigger problems. Um, And you can take several, don't just do one. That's, That's cheat, but do like at least two deep, long inhales, bonus points if you hold it for a couple counts at the top and then exhale, blow it all out. Okay. I like to do a big inhale, hold it for a few seconds, and then blow it out through my mouth and imagine myself blowing out all of that angst and junk and nerves and just saying out with you. Okay. Just blow it away. Blow it away. Now, the reason this works is A, when we get um, all that nerves, right? When our amygdala is in charge, it shortens our breath, right? We're breathing more shallow and faster. So we need to 
we need breath, like our brain, like our thinking brain needs oxygen, like it's importante. So you need to take those big breaths. But the other thing it does is it signals to your amygdala that like, hey, 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 we're safe. Look, look at this. I can control my breath. I am in control of my breath. You are not amygdala. Like, thank you for your assistance, but I'm controlling my breath. I can pause and take three really deep, long breaths. That must mean a bear is not in fact chasing us. All right. We're actually not in peril right now. We can do this. I am in charge. And so believe it or not, again, super simple, huge effect, huge effect. Um, It also really like, again, it almost like shakes you loose, right? It like grounds you to the moment and your blood starts flowing back to the front of your brain. And again, you can choose a more rational choice, which again might be refocus on your process goals or my last hack, focus on your dog. Okay. So by focusing on our dogs and meeting them where they are and really noticing them and noticing what's going on for them and reconnecting as their partner, that is also really powerful because I've watched this happen. I've been this person where you're standing at the gate and you are just the human version of a Pez dispenser and you don't even know what's happening. You're just shoving treats in your dog's mouth. You're fretting about whatever's about to happen in the ring and your dog's like, I mean, thanks for the treats, but like, are there dragons in there? Like what's about to happen in that ring that has you so freaked out? And so our dogs read our energy. And so they need to know that A, we're still in charge, right? Because leader vibes and that whatever's going to happen in the ring is good, right? One of the last things I try to always say to my dogs in every ring and I'm better at some rings than others. Like I always do in agility. I don't always do it in some other rings. But I try to remember to say as the last thing, thanks for playing with me. Because nothing slaps me in the face faster than reminding myself that like, this was my idea. This is my version of fun. It was not my dog's idea. And they're having to put up with whatever's going on in my crazy head right now, (laughs) right? So it reminds me that like, yeah, that's right. Team sport, my idea this is supposed to be fun. I really am grateful, dog, that you like showed up today to do this with me. Oh, I'm sorry. And sometimes I've even followed it up with like, I'm sorry, I'm just really excited. Or I'm sorry, I'm nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous, but I'm, I'm nervous. So thanks for being here. And it just, you have this other being that you can share this moment with and helps you off the ledge and gets you thinking straight and in your best moment, right? The last thing that it does is it focuses you to the present moment. Because if you're looking in your dog's eyes and you are truly, truly reading what's there and how they're feeling or connecting to them, or maybe even getting down on your knees and giving them a quick squeeze or something, something like that. I mean, if they're a pogo stick at the ring, you're probably not doing that. Um, But you're connecting them in some meaningful way. Um, It is grounding and it is calming and it puts you back in the present moment. And that is really where we need to be in order to be able to perform. I talked about flow um, the other week and in March, the members are doing the whole month on getting into that flow or into the zone kind of state. And the key to it is to be in the present moment. And when you are in the present moment, when you're telling your body that you can breathe, when you are connecting with your dog, when you are asking yourself easy, stupid questions, you're and you're focused on your process goals, 
you, there is no room to be nervous. There's none. And it's not that, it's not because there's a lot of that to do. No, those are like nanoseconds of stuff, right? How long does it take you to take three deep breaths? You know, like how long does it take you to look at your dog and connect? I mean, these things can all happen. And I suggest they happen as part of your, you know, on your way to the line or on your way into the gate ritual, right? They should be regular parts of your preparation as you, those last moments before you walk into the ring. And if they are, that will also ground you too. But when we do all of that, we ground ourselves and we pull ourselves into the present moment. And in the present moment is where we can trust our training. We can get into the flow or the zone, whatever you want to call it. And we can perform at our best. Because in that ring, whether we're in that ring for 40 seconds or we're in that ring for five minutes, depending on the sport, we've got to be able to respond appropriately and beautifully to what comes up if it's not our plan A, which often it's not. Um, And so we've got to be present. We can't be thinking about other things. We can't be freaking out about how nervous we are. We can't be focused on the outcome. We have to be in the here and now in order to be able to handle the here and now. Because I promise our dogs are in the here and now. And our dogs want us to be there with them. Like lockstep team, like teamwork makes the dream work, like the whole thing. Okay. So those are your hacks. That's as, that's as fast as I can do them <laughs> for getting a handle on your ring nerves. And of course, and like I said, I'll put some other episodes in the show notes so that you can refer back to some other episodes um, where I've gone in deeper in some of these different topics. And uh, like I said, this month in the membership, we're all about flow uh, in March, I should say. And um And that's my story. So no matter what you're doing this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.